Hello and happy Friday. We are going to start this episode off with a moment of gratitude. So y'all might be at a fourth quarter high or fourth quarter blues, but I'm in between all of that, which is really normal for me, no matter what quarter we're in, but that's neither here nor there. I am thankful for this though. I'm thankful for urban intellect. I remember when I got this idea two years ago, it was just that, an idea. And yes, it was two years ago, but here we are starting our Friday mornings with one another, learning and growing, and most importantly, not stopping. So for our Energy Girl segment, we're going to break down our title, episode six for motivational purposes only and i am excited about this one y'all have heard me say it before and i won't stop but the people we call our friends those in our circle or my favorite my vibe tribe have a major influence on us and this month y'all are learning a little bit about those i engage with to keep my cup half full But my guest this week is someone everyone should be able to gain something from. So my homeboy Jalen has been hitting my line for over a year with that title exactly talking about for motivational purposes only. And that message is always followed by something he's trying to accomplish or has. And just to give y'all an idea of all the hats this man wears, I have a short list. His hustles are as follows. So his full time is Enterprise Partnerships at DoorDash followed by his passion projects, Got Game in the Valley, the Phoenix version of the Drew League, and 4AM Leaders Academy, which is a nonprofit mentorship program aimed at high school student athletes. So to me, it'd be impossible to be friends with him and not try to be your best self. So make sure y'all have pen and paper and be ready to write some shit down. give you like a pep talk though okay (laughs) get me in the right mindset no for real because have you ever been on a podcast Mm -hmm. you have it was only one time so i'm not like a seasoned vet i'm not a regular guest host no that's fine i mean it's called urban intellect so you come as you are Mm -hmm. i wish that your picture would have been you in a do-rag um i have some doing your nine to five but doing your nine to five your way um, that would've been fine. I can't see, but I can't post that on my shit because I'd be having some of my coworkers watch and then they'd be like, whoa, what is that? It's the real me, but no. Like good folks. Hey, 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 easy, easy. Okay, so here's the pep talk. Don't be nervous, be yourself. <laughs> I know you're nervous. Okay, we only have 30 minutes. So be concise, but go crazy. And you have the to tell me to shut the fuck up. I got you. Cool? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. So don't be bland. I want you to introduce yourself. Kind of tell who you are. How deep are we going in the introduction? Like, what do you want to know? I'll, I'll chime in when I want to chime in. Like, how far do you want to know me? Like, are we talking about where First I'm of all, what's your name? What's your name? What do you do? Where do you live? What's good? How are you? Oh, that was you asking me? Mm-hmm. So we're going? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Goofy. So, I'm Jalen Jones. Thanks for having me on Urban Intellect. You feel me? All the intellectuals out there, I appreciate you. Including me. You know what I'm saying? Let me indulge in your culture for a second. 
<laughs> that was me saying period, but. I. I don't know where I'm from. I'm like a nomad. For I don't know where you're from either, and I have that as one of my personal questions. Cause you said so, Miami, but so like I'm from a little bit of everywhere, and I think that's kind of why I am the way I am. But I was born in Pennsylvania, huh? but I grew up. Yeah, it's crazy. I was born in Pennsylvania, what? but I grew up in like in Florida, in Homestead, Florida, down South Bay, kind of south of Miami at the bottom there you exit one what you talking about um and then we moved to Arkansas and that's where I went to high school and college at graduated shout out to Phoenix did a quick bit there and everything comes full circle of course and now I'm back in Arkansas kind of where I won't say where it started but where a lot of stuff got heavy um I worked for DoorDash I work on our strategic partnerships team for our enterprise um, segment. So I'm working with all the largest national chains and whatnot. Um, been there going on four years. Four years? Mm-hmm. I didn't know it's been that long, but you yeah. have the boss boss. It's, it's uh, what it sounds like. I'm not a boss boss, but you know, we found a lane, rub the elbows with the right folks, and we get to where we need to be. Where did you go to school? Because last time I asked you this conversation, or not this conversation, this question, you said it's complicated. Oh, I lied. It's not complicated. I went to a, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I went to a Division two school in Arkansas. It's called Washington, man. I played football there, got school paid for it, graduated debt free, thank you. Why would you say it's complicated? That was literally like a 15 second answer. I probably didn't feel like having a conversation at the time. I really just wanted to know where you crossed. That's, that's it. Oh, see, but that's why it's so, no, no. See, that's why it's complicated. Because I went to a small Baptist school, so we don't have fraternities or sororities. So the way it worked, there's another school right across the street that literally, like, you cross a, a highway and here you are. Like, when we played each other um, in football, we would walk across the street. And like that was like a big part of the rivalry is dope, whatever. Um, but so I pledged at Anderson State, which oh. is across the street. Oh, okay, I see. So that's why it's complicated. Oh, okay. See, that wouldn't have made sense when we were drinking tequila. I was drinking tequila. That wouldn't have yeah, made and no sense. Yeah, you drinking. I wasn't about to sit here and go into depth about yeah, that. Yeah, okay. You know, sober minds, great conversations when you do that. Great conversation, regardless. I don't know what you want, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the episode is named for motivational purposes only because every time you hit me with something, you hit me with something five that's about to like gas me up, get me ready to do something. And that's why you're on in November in particular because since we've met, I don't think I've ever had a time that I didn't hit you with a move. Like before I was about to do something, I call you. You don't know what I'm calling you about, but you know I'm trying to get your insight. Yeah. yeah so and i get the same in return from you so that's why i was like all right november b-day month it's my reset rejuvenate month i gotta bring Jalen on basically i want to uncover your why and share that with my audience because i don't know much about how you were brought up but all i know is you bought a house during a pandemic and moved out of state so i know you have hustle in you and something about that needs to be unpacked you feel me 
So, um, before we even dive into anything, <laughs> I think something that's gonna resonate so well. So it's crazy. My pops was out here end of October. Mm-hmm. Um, we drove down to Mississippi for my grandma's 83rd, and about an eight seven hour trip. Mm-hmm. And we're just riding. We're talking about different plays. Like it's crazy how the conversations elevate with your folks, right? Mm-hmm. They started out. Son, this is you don't need to do this, you need to do this, da, 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 da. and now it's your bounce plays off each other. You're like, How do we make more money? Mm-hmm. How do we how do we expand our bag? So, we're talking about these things, and he looks at me, he's like, Jay, this is crazy. What you talking about? 2020 has been bad for a lot of folks, like downtrodden, taking people down through there, like mental health, health is at an all time low violence is at an all-time high like it's bad across the board but my nigga when i look at myself when i look at my son like 2020 has been a blessing like it's been nothing but dubs and of course that's not to sit here and brag because as i tell you all the time these are motivational purposes only like and i think that's a great segue into my or upbringing and then why mm-hmm. so actually from that the why first like i got a younger brother and sister um, matter of fact, my younger brother's right here. Um, he's 22, just turned 22. My sister's 23. And it's like, as long as I can remember, I've always played like older brother, but like a like a father figure type role, if you will, just because I've always like, we were raised, when I, we're at work, you're watching your brother and sister. I don't care if you're yep. six. I don't care if you're six, like don't turn the stove on, don't open the door, don't answer the phone make sure nobody dies, you feel right. me? So like, I took that to the chest, and as long as I can remember, that was always making sure they were good, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, and I always, I, I like nice things, I, I want, I like expensive things, it is what it is, like, if you think of the J. Cole song, it, it cost me a lot, mm-hmm. you feel me? My nigga says, I'm not in love with material things, but I love the feeling that they bring, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's like a representation of what you've worked for. You feel me? Like, I work way too hard not to yeah, enjoy my spoils, but then I look at them, and it's like my sister's finishing her master's this semester. Um, she played basketball in college, so she's about to enter what the real, real world is. My little brother's still navigating college, and then he's gonna experience what the real, real world is. So I'm just sitting here trying to make sure I go through all the hard shit now, so that when I pass them the game, hey, stay away from this. Do this sooner you feel me because i'm 27 now and i'm starting to figure it out mm-hmm. why can't they hit it at 23 24 25 you feel me like there's no reason why i hold all the game and i don't give it to them that's crazy so they're my wife now and eventually i have a family that'll be more wide but until then the youngest um but if we talk about upbringing I had, a, I had a great family dynamic. It's weird though. My mom and dad had me at 18. Um, out here thotting and shit. Oh lord. <laughs> you gonna let? What if they want to listen to this? I hope they're okay hearing that. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know what I'm saying? They uh, high school sweethearts, if you will, end up having the, the greatest thing that happened to them. They never worked out. They never got married. None of that. All they did was say, "Hey, here's our bundle of joy." Go be great in the world. Um, mom got my step or got married to my stepdad. He's been in my life for as long as I can remember. So like 
I had two solid ass father figures, a great mother, you know what I'm saying? So I hella love there. But uh, it was just interesting because my mom was one of those parents. She was like, hey, go figure it out. Go, go be a dummy. And then I'll reel it back in and we'll talk about it. Whereas my stepdad, drill sergeant, where are you going? What time are you going to be home? You ain't telling me you was going there. And then you got my dad who's like, hey, bro, <laughs> go burn yourself a couple of times and let's laugh about it afterwards. And I think the older I got, the more I gravitated towards being like my dad, where it's like, hey, we just going to figure it out. And if we get burned a couple of times, then so be it. But that olive bear, we just going to rub that over and then use the other hand next time you feel me <laughs> right i didn't realize how much we had in common in terms of like upbringing because i think that's why i fuck with you you remind me of my older brother in a way because he's gained so much and passed it back on to us and everything that he's gotten he's like i'm i'm doing it he's 28 at 28 he's like there's no reason you can't have it sooner than me like y'all literally say the same thing Come that's on, crazy man. That's so interesting. But I mean, I feel you on the conversation between you and your dad, two black men like sitting there being honest and like that vulnerability, but turning that into power. Don't don't sleep on yourself. Don't do it. Uh, wide away, man. I know that's a little comfy with shit. We got to get up and get to it. You I'm did. dead. But you have a lot of maturity, though, for real. Like at 27, a lot of people, even with kids and families, aren't hustling like that. I think I'm like. Do you feel like you're an anomaly or do you feel like people just aren't tapped into it? I don't think I'm an anomaly because I think that would be me putting myself too far ahead of like valuing myself more than like others value them. Like I'm not better than anybody else. Mm -hmm. Like I don't think I have a skill set that somebody else doesn't have. Right. You know what I'm saying? I just think one, I've done right by a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I mean the old adage, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Um, I'm not a quote-unquote dickhead like when I was younger I wasn't just terrible you know what I'm saying like yeah I mean, you can cut that though right no <laughs> no like so when I say when I, when I say that I'm like I'm even thinking of like high school age up till now like I wasn't ever, ever like just a bad kid who you're not a bad person yeah you know you're not I'm, so <laughs> You just like, dove down the rabbit hole with that one. I can't help you. Little, my coach at college told me one time, I think it was like sophomore year, he was like, you're a good-ass bad kid. Mm-hmm. And I started laughing. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, if there's a fine line, you do as much as you can to swerve from left to right. But then as soon as you get too far and you get your hands wired, you get back on track for a little bit. And I was like, that's fair. And I guess I just like to enjoy myself. Like, really? And you don't have to answer to so actually no that's like 100 percent accurate now that i think about it facts like there's definitely some stuff that i know is like all right jay you twat you tweet it right now but at the same time it's like dog i'm grown i don't answer to nobody I'm, you're grown like, and you have good intentions and i'm pure with my intentions i think and very pure the homies me and the homies the homies and i were talking about this yesterday we're driving a little ride and we just started talking about like, what does success really feel like, right? Mm-hmm. And like, we all gave like what we think it takes to get there. And I was just like, bro, honestly, you move with pure intentions, you do good by people, 
everything falls into place as it should. Of course, it takes a lot of work and dedication and effort, but mm-hmm. you do the right things, you, you put good energy in the atmosphere, you stay prayed up, and you grind your ass off. There's no reason why you ain't gonna be one happy, which is most important. But then after that, whatever your success is to you, that shit's right there in, in, in honor's reach. So do you believe in work-life balance then? Because when you say grind, <laughs> when you say grind your ass off, I'm like, okay, a lot of people interpret that differently. I'm a little familiar with your lifestyle though. So I'm curious <laughs> to know <laughs> what you define as work-life balance. Um, my dad, I gotta stop coming. I'm really working on that. But my dad, from a very early age, was like, Jay, work your ass off, work hard, but you gotta play hard, bro. And I never, I don't know what that means. But I think the work that you, the effort that you put in with your job, whatever that is, whether it's a nine to five, you're working for yourself, whatever it is. If you really like growing up had to work, this is easy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like for me, I've played sports for as long as I can remember. Then, like I said, I have a younger brother and sister, so I was responsible for them. Had to be quote unquote leader at the crib. Then through playing sports, and I played sports at a high level. And when you're a, a good, a true contributor, you're having to be quote unquote like a leader on the team, work with others. You start having to put in your extra work outside of just that, right? Then you go to school and you're playing a sport and going to school. You telling me for now? I mean, you telling me after I graduate? I don't have to wake up and go to 5 a.m. weights. Wow. Then have to worry about taking a test and passing that joint. Then having to worry about not screwing up at practice so I keep my spot. Then worry about like relationships and all that. All I have to do now is work. <laughs> this is easy. You feel me? Yeah. And like, of course, everybody's job is a little different, their career path or whatever. And I'm in sales. So for the most part, you create your own flow. You work mm-hmm. as much or as little as you want, but you just gotta be, figure out how to be effective and efficient. So I found how to be the most efficient at my job and work my sets, my set time. But if I work a 10 hour day, I work three to four hours where I'm really. Oh, so it's like 10 hours set out, but you're really like grinding facts. during that like, four. Okay. Yeah. If you're good at what you do, which I feel like I'm, I'm solid at what I do, you know what I'm saying? Talk your shit. There's no reason for you to really have to, of course, there's going to be days where you have a laundry list of things to knock out and it's going to take you 12 hours to do an eight hour shift, right? But if you get efficient and effective and you're not BSing, dog, you're working for a few hours. Right. Then the rest of the hours, you're either setting up what the next thing is or you focus on what your passion project is. Wait, passion project. Don't let this one slip. You got hella shit going on. You oh, have thanks. a whole nonprofit. Um, yeah, so got a nonprofit that's, that I'm working on. Um, <laughs> that's the true passion project. So like the the sales, that's just a means to the intention. Like right. I can live, make as much money as I choose to live a certain lifestyle and that pays for that. But my true passion is I guess you would call it enabling the next, the people that come after me. Um, even like outside of my younger siblings, 
any homies and young kid or younger younger folks that I interact with, I want them to ask them questions. You know what I'm saying? Like I put up on my little brother, he plays football in college as well. Put up on him a couple weeks ago and one of his teammates like, what are you doing? You feel me? Because mm-hmm. you look at me like I'm a young I'm a young kid. I mean I'm a young man. I don't look old. Got tattoos, nose pierced, you feel me? I'm rocking the J's, whatever it is. And he's like, what do you do? Because, of course, my brother runs his mouth, tells him more than he's supposed to know. So I started telling him, he's like, bro, you don't look like you work like that. And you just create, again, you create your own lane. And as long as you do, as long as the results are there, they don't care what you look like, how you do it. They just want to see that the numbers you put on, put on the board. But to me, it's more important that I can sit there and talk to him. And he says, oh, I resonate with this guy. He looks like me, he sounds like me. You know what I'm saying? He has the things that I aspire to have or we're wearing the same type of stuff. And he's showing me that all oh, this is within arm's reach. Again, everything's within arm's reach. And I think that's the biggest thing to me is making sure that not only the people coming after us, but our peers know, like, dog, you can really get whatever you want. I remember being a sophomore in high school and I told myself, at 25, I want six figures, a six-figure salary. I didn't know how the hell I was gonna do it. Right. I didn't know if it was realistic or what. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about I'm in Conway, Arkansas, saying I want to make si- uh, at least a hundred thousand a year. I didn't even know what I wanted to do when I graduated. I didn't even know what I wanted to go major in college, let alone how it would get there. So now, fast forward, I missed the mark, but I achieved my goal. But you're under so, thirty. Facts, but I mean I'm slow now. You feel me? I, I set aggressive goals because even if I if I'm a little behind, I'm still attaining more than a lot are. So a lot. Thirty sounds so old, bro. <laughs> it does, but it doesn't. I heard thirties like the new twenty-one, but I ain't got nothing to worry about like that because I still have a long way to go. Facts. Live your live your life. But um, let me get back on topic. I've been getting off topic too. What's Fashion your nonprofit? What is it's it called? called? It's called Four AM Leadership Academy. Um, and it is a mentorship program, or this is the first iteration. It's a mentorship program to the high school student athlete community. Um, and like I said, big thing for me, I just want the, all these, this next generation that's coming up to know that whatever you want is within arm's reach. Because so I think we have, and of course, everybody's heard it. The only way to get out your neighborhood or excel uh, your family's position in life or situation is to play a sport or Brad. famous in some in some capacity, right? Yeah. But it's like, dog, you don't have to. You use all this as a vehicle to get where you want to go. So to me, and I tell my little brother and sister all the time, I knew I wasn't going to lead. Dog, I'm 5'10", <laughs> you feel me? And like, I, I'm an above average athlete, but I'm not uh, out of this world talent. So you telling me these folks gonna pay for me to go to college? And then me graduating without any debt, I can go get a job. Oh, let's do it. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So like to to these kids, everybody says, oh, I want to be the next this and the third. That's cool. Aim for the stars, put in the work. And if you get there, amazing. But if you don't, let's make sure you're set up to hit the ground running when these sports leave. Because all this right now is fleet. Everybody sits there and says, I can do this. Great. But what happens if it don't work that way? And I think that's the best thing my parents did for me was make sure that I didn't put all my eggs into that basket. And there's probably different views on shooting your kids' dreams down and people saying, oh, you should let them go 
put all their effort into that, that's great. But you also gotta be real. Because there's so many people that I look at, my peers, my old teammates, whatever it is. I mean, shoot, really? I'm back in where I went to high school at. I'm in the gym and I'm seeing people I play high school football with now. Looking crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're like, yeah. I don't talk bad on any of them. And if y'all hear that, hear this, I'm sorry you feel away, but let this be your motivation. Get back right. But it speaks volumes. It really does because you are structured enough to sit there and create the life that you want. Career-wise, I mean, you are real with yourself. And it's not, I don't hear your ego talking. Like, you're speaking from your, like, highest self, real talk. From what you set for goals, like, with work. And then, little shit, this might be, like, too much information, but I'll never forget. When y'all pulled up in Dallas and you were like, yeah, the plan is to hit a strip club in every city we go to. But you can do things like that when you work hard, okay? It's like, shoot, that time when we put up in Dallas, that was a two-week vacation because COVID's been crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's been a blessing, but when COVID first hit, and I mean, if you know anything about DoorDash, you work in the, in the restaurant industry. Um, man, when COVID first hit, this space got slammed. And where I was talking about work-life balance, there was none for a second. It was grind, 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 grind. 11, 12 hour days. You falling asleep with your computer in the lab because you're having to do, put out a lot of fires, which is cool. It's all part of the game. When you when you level up to certain to certain positions, it, it requires more attention, more 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 work and effort. So I mean that that comes with the territory. But we hit that little stint where I left Phoenix and I started moving back to Arkansas. Oh, huh. reaped all the laurels of that. Well, it was damn near six months by the time I moved. So I was like, man, that's six months where it was just grind, 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 grind. But, but now, you're getting it. Right we hit Puerto Rico in three weeks. You know what I'm saying? Which yeah, you suck for missing that. But hey, I don't want to talk about. I'm so <laughs> sick. I'm so sick. There's going to be plenty of other times trying to go to Vegas. I would all Let's go. I ain't gonna lie to you. But, um, yeah, so the nonprofit's taking off here shortly. I'm very excited about that. Where's my shirt? They're, they get in um, this week. And then that, that's my other venture. I got a, I run a, my, my profile, Nye. My dog, Nigel, shout out to the big homie. He's a head coach down in Birmingham, Alabama. His boys are 0 2, but he's a first year coach, new program. He's going to turn the boys around, you feel me? But um, we run a pro am basketball league out in Phoenix. It's called Got Game in the Valley. Um, so that's the other passion project. And I think the biggest theme that you'll see as you kind of connect the dots is it's all about for us or for me, for me for sure. I can't talk about Nigel, for Nigel too heavy, but for myself. It's all about putting people in positions to succeed. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Whether it's the youth and trying to give them the tools to make sure that they're equipped for whatever happens in their next stage of life. Or when I think about my program, we have, of course, we have a lot of, we have, we have a lot of professional guys that come play in our league. Like we've had NBA cats, Eric Bledsoe, Devin Booker, you know what I'm saying? Mark Stoudemire came out to play. Like that's an NBA legend, Mm -hmm. you feel me? Um, but then, to me, 
and that's great for for the, the city so they get to see that the kids in the city get to get get a more intimate interaction with these big name guys that they only can see on tv then like the the guys who aren't on that same level get a chance to really see where their game is but to me the most important thing is those guys who don't have those stat contracts aren't making millions of dollars aren't playing on tv these guys are trying to earn their next season somewhere you feel me yeah and whether this is just giving them the confidence to keep going or it can make some type of connection because of relationship they built through our league or even just this sense of yeah make because through sport we found so much passion happening mm. you know what i'm saying it's a, it's for trip for athletes that's where their mind's at ease that's where when you walk on your court on your field to play whatever it is that's where all the nonsense all the noise in life leaves you feel me mm-hmm. so if you're telling me a league that me and my boy put together and we only play two times a week for and they play an hour-long game if you tell me for an hour I can give somebody the clarity to not go quit their job, snap on their spouse, be angry, fight somebody. Dog, I'll do that. You feel me? Because at the same time, I get to sit back and, ha- and, and create a dope atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? All I got to do is sit back and say, hey, bro, y'all just go play ball. I just want to watch. This is fun. Because we've built relationships with these cats over. I mean, this we had to put that on pause this summer because of COVID. Wanted to be safe and whatnot. But this would have been our fifth year. Mm-hmm. Doing fourth, fourth year doing it, and we've had return guys from year one till now that we have personal relationships with. You know what I'm saying? When we see them, when they go overseas, we're trying to tune in and watch their games. You know what I'm saying? See how they're doing overseas, see how they fare, and when they come back, hey man, I saw you were going crazy in France and Switzerland and Germany, wherever it was. You know what I'm saying? And it's just dope how you can continue to make those connections and hopefully. If not put somebody in a better place, at least provide a getaway for folks. Right. I feel like you've answered the main <laughs> questions that I told you I was going to ask. But in summary, because we have like three, two and a half minutes left, let me phrase this appropriately. How would you tell somebody to be great and rise above everything? And I guess in my case, maintain being a boss female, but you would say remaining that nigga man block out the noise mm-hmm. i think that's the easiest thing to say and and i know it's cliche but protect your peace man like i think the biggest thing a lot of us avoid is your inner self talking to you mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like you know when stuff feels off you know when interactions don't feel natural you know what i'm saying if it doesn't bring you if it doesn't enhance your you in whatever way whether that's mentally physically emotionally spiritually whatever it is why keep around right you know what i'm saying everybody is not meant to go on your journey with you people play specific roles in your life so it's okay to sit there and say hey we were cool at high school but it ain't, I ain't got much for you now. Or you put, you keep things in the capacity that they belong. So just know how to filter the, the FUD. You know what I'm saying? Remove, remove the noise. I love it. Thank you so much for being on here. That's 30 minutes right there. You didn't even know. 
Hey, I'm just I'm just thankful. You know, you had me on here acting like intellectual for the urban. He ain't even acting. <laughs> there we go. That's the ignorant coming out. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate it. Are y'all trying to curve and chill? <laughs> that will never get old. I know many of us are looking to support black businesses, so please do your due diligence by supporting the youth. And yes, this is a resource for us to pour our good into a cause that's bigger than ourselves. So as previously mentioned, Jalen runs a mentorship program called 4AM Leaders Academy. They are currently looking for sponsorships for their holiday project called Operation Level Up. What they're doing is aiming to gift three to five high school aged young men and women with care packages that will contain life essentials post high school. They're talking those things that will get their foot in the door for their dreams, such as planners, interview necessities, and self-grooming must-haves. The 4AM team is accepting donations towards their cause until December 14th. Please check my Instagram to see how you can send those donations. They're accepting them Apple Pay, Cash App, and through Zelle. But all in all, this episode was very special to me because it eliminates limits. I had no idea that I was going to be able to start this podcast two years after having the idea. I kind of just had to process that after I said it, but I needed to experience certain things to allow myself to execute on this platform accordingly. And it's an amazing feeling to be able to sit back and share my vibe tribe with y'all and encourage everyone to make sure they're surrounding themselves with people they aspire to be like. So I want to thank Bailey, Adrian, and Jalen for all joining me this month. This was a crucial bounce back for Urban Intellect, and y'all made this effortless. So next time we're all together, we're going to be embarking on a new chapter. I have a birthday special I'm preparing to release for everyone and a fire mini series for December because we have not forgotten about 2021 being right around the corner and we're going to be ready. With what's to come, I want to take what we've discussed here and put it in positive action from trusting the process to taking risks and being motivated over everything. We're taking urban intellect to the next level and really pushing those prices to go up. So I hope y'all are ready. Now, I'll leave y'all with my favorite way to curve and chill, and that's a playlist to keep that aura vibey. So this one was kind of fun to make. It's kind of how I make my workout playlist, just something that keeps me motivated and gets me in like my boss mood. So we're starting it off with Good Morning by Kanye West, and I don't care what anybody says, I mean, we can have that discussion later, but Kanye's still a goat. <laughs> and then Boss by the Carters, because you know, that one's a slap too. Win by J-Rock, In Tune by Big Sean and Metro Boomin, Sacrifices by Drake featuring 2 Chains and Young Thug, Shimmy by Mine, shout out to Portland, and lastly, Motivate by J. Cole. So, I hope y'all have enjoyed the gems we have exchanged. Y'all can flow with grace through whatever test is presented, and remember to keep that aura vibing.